Yo, plug me in. Welcome, welcome to the very first of the official STEM Plug podcast. STEM Plug, if you don't know, STEM Plug is a brand just to advocate all areas of science, technology, engineering, and math. My name is Rich Nevated, founder of STEM Plug. I am also a robotic engineer, a offer, as well as a mentor. But today we have an amazing STEMpreneur by the name of Ming Young. Young is not only just a scientist, she's a holistic scientist. Young holds a bachelor's from St. Augustine's University. Hey. Actually, my alumni we went to the same school, same university, you know, got it off the mud together. Young also holds a, a master's degree in molecular biology. So please to welcome Young to the very first podcast for the STEM Plug podcast. And uh, Young, feel free to, to introduce yourself. Where are you from? We have everything about you as far as that you're, you know, the holistic scientist. You know, you have a master's in molecular biology. But we want to go from the beginning, right? Tell me a little bit about yourself. Where did Min Young start from? Where Where are you from? So I'm from San Bernardino, California. I've always pretty much knew I wanted to go into the field of sciences. In high school, I went to a Royal Valley High School, and we had actually a forensic class at my high school. But before that, I guess my mom, she used to always watch like these science shows, you know, CSI detective shows and stuff like that. So it always kind of had piqued my interest. So I'm from high school. I already knew that's what I wanted to do. And I was also in this program, Blue Educational Foundation, that actually helped me get to college. And kind of the last minute thing gave me four options of colleges to go to. I didn't want to go to my local university, Cal State San Bernardino. I kind of wanted to branch out. I didn't want to be around the same people anymore. So yeah, the program I was in, they gave me four colleges and St. Aug was one of them. And that was the only school that actually had the forensic science program. So it's like, okay, without a doubt, I'm just going to go there and pursue my degree in the sciences. So that was kind of my foundation. I already, I just knew what I wanted to do. Wow. So you already knew in high school that you wanted to study forensic science. Yes. <laughs> Wow. Wow. That's amazing. You know, going to, to St. Aug, we both went to school together, you know, kind of come some of the same classes. Can you tell us about maybe some of the, you know, struggles that you might have went through, you know, oh, starting wow. to study, you know, forensic scientists? Was there anything that was kind of like, give you yes. a little hiccup, but you got through it? Well, we know about that Pentecost <laughs> at St. Uh-huh. University. So that is tough, you know, going to the science is tough, but because I already had that passion, that drive of knowing I wanted to study like DNA, molecular biology, that kind of just kind of kept me going. I know I didn't want to do anything else. So it wasn't really an option to quit. And, you know, the professors kind of helped support that too there. So I'm grateful to have some guidance and then doing internships. I interned at North Carolina State Crime Laboratory. That kind of gave me some footwork to know, okay, this is what the field is about. But learning ethical issues as well when it comes to forensic science, that kind of strayed me away from it a little bit, but I still like the art of forensic science. 
But then it just led me more into, you know, getting my master's in molecular biology and leaning more of what I was more interested in of DNA and getting into epigenetics, which, you know, my non-thesis was about, and then altogether come into like holistic health. Wow. Wow. You said a lot there. We, we can't just downplay that. So you mentioned about your, your internship as something mm-hmm. that you were not, I kind of had the same story because when I was in undergrad at St. Olive, I actually wanted to go to dental school to be a dentist. Mm-hmm. Um, but then after I did like an internship, it kind of showed me that, you know, I, I really didn't want to go to dental <laughs> school anymore. Right. But, you know, it was great kind of experience that I got that gave me some, you know, good volumes and stuff that I, you know, use today in my role as a robotic engineer, you know, even, you know, running my business. So what volumes would you say that, you know, just those internships kind of gave you, even though that, you're not in that same field right now. What kind of volumes did that kind of provide you? Just to give me more insight of how the world works, developing your character, your morals. It's just like you hear so many. I mean, of course, there's good and bad with everything, but like diving into that field, you can see how like being a DNA analyst, how that can support a person or you hear stories, too, where prosecutors might pay analysts to falsify evidence to not to represent the person accurately with test results. So that kind of was like touchy. And then I thought I was going to be the person that was going to go in and kind of fix the system. But like, I'm like, that would have been too stressful. And, you know, it was a lot to kind of think about. Wow. Wow. That's so that was great experience. OK, that's amazing, amazing journey. So you mentioned after kind of leaving St. Olive, right, when you got your master's. So where, where did you get your master's from again? So I did an online program through Lehigh University that's based out in Pennsylvania. Okay. Lehigh University. Okay. So mm-hmm. um, what made you want to go into molecular biology? I know you said a lot about like the just different DNA and something uh-huh. like that. Was this the only program that you looked at? Was there anything else or mm-hmm. what made you directly want to go into that? Well, it was more convenient for me at that time, you know, having I had a son. So he was two years old about when I started the program. So it was more convenient for me at that time just to do the web-based program. And I've always had an interest in like DNA, even through going through my undergrad at St. Aug, I used to kind of just study the esoteric stuff about DNA that we don't really talk about in class. Like we have these coding and non-coding regions within our DNA. We always talk about this, you know, junk DNA. So I was always fascinated. Well, how can we activate this DNA? How can we live up to our full potential? So that's always kind of been my curiosity with the DNA evolution and, and frequencies. And that all ties into me with holistic health, with spirituality. It's just like, how can we get in ourselves in alignment to basically heal ourselves or get to our higher level of self? So that's how I've always been fascinated with that as comes into like molecular biology, some parts of molecular biology. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I just think it's amazing that with this holistic journey that you're, you know, spreading with the world, you know, a lot of people sometimes have a journey that they spread, but they, they might not have the actual background. But, you know, you have the training in molecular biologists, you're a scientist, so you're like the real deal. So I even see your, your background of, you know, all of your herbs. So can you just kind of give me a story about like, I know you mentioned about high school and everything like that, but when, when did you really like this herb lifestyle? When did this really kind of all come into play? I mean, you wanted to kind of, you know, go into this venture. Coming across different people, having conversations, studying under 
different teachers. We all know like Dr. Savi, um, one of my other favorite notable teachers is Dr. Laila Africa, going on YouTube, uh, researching their work, how holistic health works for the body, learning about melanin, us as melanin people, what foods and are good and not good for us. And then, yeah, this was like a branch of information that includes or entails holistic health and dealing with like pineal gland and chakras and crystals and consciousness and that still all entails like have a direct effect on our DNA. So the foods we eat are basically the definition of holistic health is the foods we eat, past trauma from our parent, going generations back, emotional, social settings, environmental settings, all this have a direct effect on our genes of how we're going to be healthy or not healthy, essentially. Wow, you're just spinning bars right there. <laughs> you know, me, me, myself, sometimes we, we get in life and we have a lot going on and then you know, we, we ignore our diet. We're just like, you know, on the go so much. So we're just eating random foods. And like you said, all of that stuff kind of uh, really has a effect on you. So like, what, what would you say are like kind of a standard meal that you mm. kind of eat that kind of gets you up? <laughs> I give a disclaimer to all my clients and all my followers. Like I don't have the healthiest diet. Don't put me on a pedestal with Dr. Savy, the super vegan diet. Like no, but I do believe in balance. You don't want to consume too much dairy and too much meat. So it's going to have a detriment on our health overall. But I feel like if you are dealing with a serious illness, then you do definitely want to cut back on those foods or as meat and dairy products. So, but my standard meal, I guess I always like to juice. So that's one of my new things to do is really juicing a lot, making smoothies, really trying to stay away from high carb foods, like too much bread, too much white rice, white sugar, all the white stuff you kind of want to stay away from because that's really going to cause too much damage to our body. So you want to eat more whole grains like quinoa, lentils, amaranth, yeah, things like that. Okay. Okay. So you just mentioned something about your clients and you... You brought up a good question that I was just thinking of. You might not notice, but you, you know, I, I see your brand, everything that you're building. You have an amazing brand and it seems like you have a pretty big following. So how does it make you feel that you're really helping people on their holistic journey? That's the best part of the job. It's like I could do all these videos. I can give all this information of how herbs and diet and stuff can help you. But it's like when my clients or my customers actually use this information or use my products and implement it in their life and they come back and give me the results like, oh, your high blood pressure medicine worked or my nerve support staff has worked for them that's dealing with neuropathy. I like to hear those results that's working for them. I that's like the best so I'm like, oh dang, like it's like it's really having an effect or I'm really actually helping somebody by, you know, the medicine or the herbs or the combinations that I'm using. So that's like the best reward is just to hear that it's working. Wow, wow. I know that has to be amazing, amazing, amazing feeling. Yeah. Uh, so I guess kind of one more into your venture of holistic, your your journey and your business. How many current clients do you have under your academy? So I have yeah, my school, my program at the Herbal Holistic Science Academy. Right now I have about twenty students. I just kicked off the academy around this time last year. So the academy is fairly new. So that's one area that I want to grow within my business, just reaching more people that's interested in the field of herbal science, herbal medicine that want to get into this journey to know that this program is available. And my program offers that science background of herbal sciences, basis of pharmacokinetics, epigenetics, herbal contraindications to pharmaceuticals in clinical trial settings. So I think that's what make my program maybe stand out from many other programs. And this study... Two, you can really study on your own, 
But if you just want to have that structure, that organization that's already set for you, that platform, then that's when I feel like my academy will be great for those who want to seek this career. Wow, you better go ahead and brag about it. <laughs> I see it. No, that's that's amazing. So you mentioned, you know, you have a lot of STEM experience. It seems like you've taken a lot of hard classes. I know we've taken some hard classes together in the guest saying, oh, what would you say is like the most important lesson you've learned over your STEM career? Consistency and discipline. So those are my two words that I give myself foremost, but then I also give my clients. So when I deal with one-on-one clients too, for their holistic health, those are the two main things I tell people, like you're not going to be able to see those results, no matter it's with your health or within life, if you don't have that discipline and consistency to just to keep going. Well, yeah. Consistency is the key, right? Even just setting those different routines. Do you have like a morning routine that you kind of follow that helps you stay consistent? Not a set routine, but I will say prayer. <laughs> That's my number one medicine. It is definitely prayer, that spiritual aspect that gives me that motivation, that drive, especially those days where we have discouragement and we just kind of need to lead on something, that motivation to kind of lift us up to keep going. So that's my my one routine that I will do consistently is pray. <laughs> yeah. So would you uh, recommend a, a certain herb or anything that kind of like helps with like more consistency or, or drives or motivation or anything? Maybe more like mental focus herbs, like ginkgo or like go-to cola. Actually, that's one right here. Go-to cola. So this is kind of more of that focus herb to kind of help you, you know, to stay on track to stay too. Uh-huh. Yeah. So the, the name, so where, where do these names kind of come from? Go-to cola, where does that kind of come from? They all have like different origins depending on where they derive from. Yeah. Okay. Wow. What pressure me in years teaching me a lot. And I guess, you know, when you're on a journey, you know, you always have mentors and people that kind of inspire you. And I, I know you mentioned about a few people, their, their holistic lifestyle kind of, you know, you kind of looked up to that kind of got you to where you're at today. Can you kind of go more in depth into that of like, you know, some of the people that she kind of looked up? into and from the holistic lifestyle and how they kind of motivated you and helped you to get to where you're at today. Yes. So the main two is Dr. Sabi. Everyone know Dr. Sabi in the holistic health. And I really advocate for him too, because he doesn't have like an educational or formal background. And I want to tell people that too, like you don't necessarily have to have a degree if you want to go into holistic health, but if you really know what you're talking about and applying it effectively, then you're still going to see the results or you can still build that clientele because you have that knowledge. So that's what I really appreciate about Dr. Sadie and Dr. Laila Africa. He's my other mentor that I really like to. He really goes more into that science for me. So him, like this is kind of like my herbal Bible right here, African holistic health. So this is like my go-to. So he's my other favorite teacher. So them too. And on the more of the science thing, Bruce Lipton, so if I give you a third one, he's a notable scientist in epigenetics, and he's really about the message of biology of belief and how we can basically change ourselves or change our health by speaking it into existence type of thing. So those three have been a big impact on my journey and learning more about herbal holistic health. Wow. That's an amazing story. So I guess kind of just sharing about, you know, all of your, your influences and your, and your mentors, when you kind of tell, so say I'm a friend or a parent, how do you explain what you got to do on a day to day? How do you explain? So basically I tell them that I deal with alternative ways of medicine. I try to educate people 
that there's an alternative way to basically heal yourselves instead of just relying on pharmaceuticals. And I don't want people to get the misconception that I'm like against pharmaceuticals or Western medicine because it can have some benefits. But long term, that's what you want to think about because essentially it can cause organ damage or organ failure because so much toxicity is building up in the body. So I would just educate them that there are natural plants and herbs that we can take that are more safe. That's not going to do those long-term damages and for them to make the decision for themselves if this is what you want to do. That's a good breakdown. I know like far as me, you know, working in robotics, you know, mm-hmm. I say I'm a robotic engineer. Some people have their different thoughts and their different ideas of what robotics is. So mm-hmm. Just going and explaining that. So you as a holistic scientist, I really appreciate the breakdown of you just showing everything, you like making it seem it's amazing to me. And I want to dive deep down into some more of hers myself of this <laughs> understanding stuff. I'll say more. So I guess another question that I have, I know we talked about consistency, right? What's another trait that you would say is kind of most important for the work that you do, like your herb um, lifestyle, as well as your molecular biologist role as well? What is one important trait you would say? Reading and don't think that you're ever done learning like there's always something that you continue to learn from like just because i have a foundation with my business doesn't mean like i know everything type of thing i'm constantly reading i'm constantly looking up new herbs or how i need to switch a formula so it's just a never-ending growth so just keep applying yourself keep networking with different people to learn and grow within your field yeah uh, that's true um I, I know i look at myself as a life lifelong learner like i feel like if you're not um you're not learning you're a slogment really living (laughs) right living so i I feel you on that has there been any books or anything that particular that you've read lately that you want to share that it really had a positive effect on you going back to dr laila africa this is kind of like my go-to pretty much for kind of everything or just herbal books in general but this one is what i really reference a lot yeah, African Holistic Health by Dr. Laila Africa, my number one reference book. So yeah, I guess one of the questions that I that I kind of had, we covered everything about Kyrie, everything that you do within STEM and your your holistic journey and everything like that. Do you have any other hobbies that you that you might have outside of STEM that kind of you know may take your mind off everything that might be going on? I like traveling. And speaking of traveling, too, that we discussed, a travel agency had reached out to me as well for people to want to do a holistic wellness retreat. So if we get enough people, then that's something that I look forward to to do with my followers is to travel. And outside of traveling, what else I like to do? I like to be outside in nature, hiking, sports. I like to play tennis, beach. Yeah, just out in nature. <laughs> okay, so you've heard of a, a great point. So you says. We're going to have an holistic retreat. We got to dive into this a little bit more. What's going to kind of go down all at this uh, holistic retreat? So right now we're just collecting data to see where people might be interested in traveling to. Spray now some of the choices that people want to go is like Hawaii, Costa Rica, Kenya, and I think, I forget, Belize was one of the top four destinations people want to go to. But there we're just kind of like tour, tour the places out, knowing about the the nature within that area, learn about the culture, and then maybe learn about some plants and herbs that grows native in that environment as well. So if it's a go, then I look forward to that too. Okay. 
So is there a certain amount of clients or people that you're looking to come with you on this retreat or what's your? Sure? Yeah, our target goes between 50 and 100 people. So I might be at the 50 mark right now. So I have to get back in touch with them to see if we're going to actually plan this trip. So that would be spring of 2024 if we decide to do it. Wow. So you just put out this word. And you're already well sold out. It's not selling yet. It's just really collecting data to see where would people want to go and what's their budget. And then once we have that data of those numbers of people between that 50 and 100 people, then that's when we start planning. Okay, we know where people want to go and what's their budget. And then we can start actually planning the trip. Okay. So what season of the year will this be? Spring of 2024, so next year. So we have one year for people to make payments and be comfortable enough to have an emotion. Okay. Is there a reason why you picked spring? Is that your favorite season of the year? That is my favorite favorite season. season? (laughs) That is my favorite season because that's when I was born. (laughs) I'm an Aries, but not only that, but that's when everything is, you know, coming to life. That's when the flowers and stuff is blooming. So that's really the real year starting, right? In the springtime. I agree. I'm in areas as well. So looking forward to the springtime, minus the pollen. That part. (laughs) But yeah, definitely uh, excited for the spring. You mentioned that still spring is the real start of the year. So do you feel as though, no, I always hear different stories about like, Mm no, of course, January 1st is the beginning of the year, but far as, you know, within April being the actual start of this year. You kind of go into that a little bit more in detail, what you mean by that? Mm, I could just give you a little bit, you know, with the Gregorian, <laughs> with the Gregorian calendar, you know, that was like kind of a little bit made up. So uh, we really have to go off of the seasons with the planetary alignment to know exactly when's the start of the seasons. So looking at it that way, then it makes more sense that spring would be the beginning of the bloom of the year in relations to Zodiac, you know, being Aries, Aries being the first Zodiac, that leader, the number one. So kind of correlates and makes sense to me. <laughs> you, better, you better plug everybody else information. I hear that. I heard it. So, yeah, I, I really appreciate your story and everything that you really share. But I feel like you know, everyone is learning a lot more about the holistic Definitely. life journey, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so like when you wake up in the morning, right, what kind of motivation, what are you, what are you driven by? I'm driven by my clients just to know that I can make a difference in someone's health life, even if it's just a little bit, you know, as herbalists, we can't really say that we can cure people, but if I can definitely relieve those symptoms and help you live a more comfortable lifestyle. And again, getting those feedback from clients, I think that's really, really rewarding. It shouldn't just to like, wow, like. I got to get up. I got to make this medicine because people are dependent on me. Yeah. So that's, that's the most best part of doing what, my work. Wow. Wow. That's, that's amazing. So it's amazing when you have, I guess, a story that's like not just driven by money, right? Right. So it seems like, you know, really all the work that you're doing, just the universe is just blessing you and different areas. So I'm on the best. That's really a lazy thing. What would you kind of say is your proudest accomplishment so far? Just to see the growth of my business, starting, you know, not with so many clients, not so many followers, not too many people knowing who I am and what I do. But again, applying that consistency, that discipline within my work and just really stepping out of my comfort zone and 
just putting myself out there and now seeing the results and seeing how people are benefiting from my medicine that I make, that is like the most rewarding for myself. It's like, I did that. Like I didn't stop. I didn't give up and I just kept going and I'm still continuing to go, go and grow within my business. So that's the most rewarding. Yeah, you better go ahead and brag on yourself. <laughs> so we're not going to undercut that last part you said about this, like growing your followers. Um, okay. So like I, I follow your brand pretty closely and I've seen the way that you have grown with your, your, your content and just, you know, growing more of a following and people mm-hmm. that are just interested into your, you know, holistic lifestyle. But what's some words of advice you would give to someone that's just kind of like, you know, they might have a brand or a business that they're trying to start mm-hmm. um, within STEM or outside of STEM, mm-hmm. but, you know, they're just, they're, they're on that start of that foundation and they're just struggling to kind of go on. What advice would you give? Because I've seen you build your brand up and you didn't mm-hmm. give up, like you said. So what's some advice that you would give? I would just say just to do it. Like, even if... Like for me, for example, for myself, I don't necessarily like being on camera. I don't like talking. I'm very shy, but I still just, you know, press that button to send my video out there. And it's just like, okay, whatever happens, happens. And then after doing that so many times, then you just see, okay, like, oh, people's hearing me, people seeing me. And then that becomes word of mouth and sharing to the next person. Then you just reach all these people. So I was like, you start off maybe with one to a hundred or even 500 followers. And now I'm up to like 112 followers. So I think that's really cool. Yeah, just me. Yeah, it's 112,000. Yeah, yeah, Thank you for correcting me. But yeah, it's just like getting out of your comfort zone. And even if you feel uncomfortable doing it, like right now, you just feel uncomfortable just doing this podcast. Again, just one of my challenges, just talking. <laughs> but it's just like, I have to do things that makes me uncomfortable just to reach more people or to open up doors that I didn't know even existed. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm kind of saying it's the same with me. Like, you just had to be a... Get comfortable of being uncomfortable. Like, yes. I know myself, I don't, I don't really like attention, but mm-hmm. just knowing that, you know, when you're doing something, you're doing it for the impact of people that you don't even, don't even know, right? Right. Just putting yourself out there and kind of just building, building that content. Right. So I really appreciate you really sharing that. And that's amazing. So working our, uh, you know, our audience finds you at where we mentioned about your, your Instagram and everything like that. Where can we reach you yes. at? So my Instagram is, I have a lot of dots and underscores, and I know people have been making fake profiles too. So it's, you know you made it now. That is at Mignon, M-I-N-Y-A-N, underscore the period, herbal period scientist. So that's my Instagram and my email. If you want to shoot me an email, it's sacredlotuswoman at gmail.com. And my website too is herbalholisticwellness.com. Okay. You can contact me there. Gotcha. Yeah. So how can our listeners also be in support of your work? Was there anything in particular that you're, you know, looking for or to plug in and be a support? How can our listeners be a support then? Just really tapping into my social media, mainly Instagram is when I'm on more consistently follow, share to someone else. And that's all, that's free support. So if you could just do that to reach more people who doesn't know about herbalism or holistic health, just check out my Instagram, my social medias, and just share with someone else. Okay. We appreciate every batch of shared the young herbal scientists. Stay tuned for some more. So Mayung, is there anything you want to leave our listeners with today? Your final thoughts? Final thoughts is, again, what we talked about, stay consistent, be disciplined, 
step out of that comfort zone. What else? And give back to your community. So that's one thing I would like to share. Give back. That's cool. Well, I appreciate you for sharing today, Mignon, and joining us today on the first official STEM Club podcast. I hope everyone has enjoyed, and we will be back with you soon. Yes. Thank you for having me. Yeah.